This is episode 53, Accepting Your Body and Being Authentically You with Jeanette. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And today, the day I'm recording this episode, which is on September 9th, 9-9, is actually my birthday. And, you know, birthdays are a funny thing. Sometimes I really am excited about them, and sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, it's another year. Another year went by. How did that happen? Is it just me, or is time just flying, flying, flying by? This birthday kind of snuck up on me. All of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, it's my birthday. And I had mixed feelings about it. And I really reflected upon just what was coming up for me around it. And first of all, I think that just getting older, especially in a city like LA, is not really celebrated in a lot of ways. But I really want to celebrate it because I tell you what, with time comes so much wisdom. And I think what's amazing about those of us who are on the personal growth path is the wisdom is like accelerated between time and the work that we're all doing. The places we get to sooner in our life, the peace, the acceptance, the prosperity, the circle of friends and family we're able to create, all that is accelerated. So I've really looked at this birthday as as a tipping point, as a crossroads, as an opportunity to really reflect on how far I've come. And so whether it's your birthday or not, I just would invite you to join me for a moment. The biggest gift that you could give me on my birthday, or we'll call it my birthday month or whenever you're listening to this, is to just love yourself even more and accept yourself even more. You know, that's the intention of my work and what I'm so committed to. So just join me right now in this moment and just really reflect on where you are now and how far you've come because you have come really far and there's always room to grow and there's always things we're working on, but it's important to really, really celebrate, really, really celebrate how far we've come. Think that there's too much emphasis on what we need to do and what we need to improve and what we need to fix. And our moments of celebration are few and far between. Don't wait for your birthday to celebrate your life and your accomplishments. And I don't just mean the external achievements. I mean those internal accomplishments as well. And today on my birthday, I get to do what I love. I mean, what a gift that is. I get to sit here and record this for you. After this, I'm going to be going down and shooting a bunch of videos for the online course that I'm so excited to share with you that's coming out in October. And it's more than just an online course. It's online curriculum and group coaching. I'm giving you all my best stuff. I'm creating a way for you to have access to me and all my best tools because so many of you have just loved learning and I want to bring you together in a community as well. And I want to let you know my gift to you is that as members of my community, you're going to get the first announcement and you're also going to get an early bird discount. So if you go to christinehassler.com slash VIP list, Again, christinehassler.com slash VIP list. 
because you're a very important person or very inspirational person, that link will be in the show notes as well. And you'll get on my early notification list. And like I said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's so good. And we're just going to have such a journey together. All right. So today I want to talk a little bit about the things we think are our biggest problems or issues in life, whether it's a health issue, abandonment issue, commitment issue, not feeling good enough, self-consciousness, shame, abuse, or like in today's episode, an eating disorder. What is so key to healing and transforming how the so-called problem or issue plays out in our life is how we relate to the issue. My teachers at the University of Santa Monica would say, how we relate to the issue is the issue. We all get our fair share of soul curriculum. We all have things to overcome and heal. A lot that we can't choose, but we can choose how we relate to it. We can choose whether we want to be a victim. We can choose to allow shame and judgment to continue to rule our lives. We can choose to be critical or judgmental of ourselves and or others. We can also choose to hang on to our issue because it makes us feel special or it gives us some kind of attention or what we confuse as love. We can also choose to believe our problem is insurmountable. And even though we've tried almost everything, we just can't get over it and doubt we ever can. Which brings me to today's caller, Jeanette, who's been dealing with an eating disorder and feeling like she's not enough since she was 14 years old. You'll hear in the call that one of the first places I go with this call is to coach her into really seeing that what she is going through is not so unique. Sometimes we need the specialness taken off of our issue to normalize it a bit. When we feel our problem is too big, it creates so much shame and separation. And we try and try and try and try, but we don't get anywhere. So please don't mistake my message here as a lack of compassion. I have so much compassion for the human experience and the suffering that we endure, but I'm also a stand for the resilience of the human spirit and believe that we have the inner resources to overcome anything. That is what makes us truly special. The ability to rise above, to make different choices, and thereby relate to the issues in our life differently and ultimately heal them. So as you're listening to this call, consider, is there something you've been carrying around for years that you just can't seem to heal, even though you've been trying? And do you keep trying and trying and trying to change, accept yourself, feel enough, but it just doesn't seem to be shifting? Ever feel like your family or friends look at you through the eyes of your issue? And finally, is an eating disorder or body image issues something you struggle with? Keep these questions in mind as we listen to my coaching session with Jeanette. Hello, Jeanette. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me on. My question or kind of my situation is since I was 14 years old, I struggled off and on with eating disorder and, you know, feelings of not being enough. And I went to school and became a health coach and studied nutrition and everything. And I feel like I've really healed a lot of my relationship with food, but at the same time, I can't seem to like really gain the weight back and like be okay with it. And despite everything that I know, there's something that's still like holding me back from kind of progressing. Sure. sure. And not just in like weight and stuff, but also it's just like where I am in my life and where I'm going, you know. <laughs> when did you start struggling with an eating disorder? How old were you? I was about 14. 14 years old. Okay. Yeah. And what are you doing for work now? Right now, I'm 
do landscaping uh, during the summer. And then um, I just graduated in May. Okay. Well, if you've listened to this show, you probably know that the feeling of feeling not enough is not something unique to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like an epidemic. If someone asks me what's the most common issue that people have, not only that call into the show, but that I work with in my personal practice, that come to retreats, that I saw in my grad school program, like just across the board, it's the feeling of feeling not good enough and the incessant mm-hmm. self-criticism. And honestly, it's something we all go through. And for some people, it manifests, you know, in an eating disorder. For other people, there's addictions. For other people, it's playing out, you know, toxic relationships. We all have, I don't want to say we all, most people have some struggle, some hurdle that they need to get over. So part of what I want to say to you is this, this is normal and you're not special. And I don't mean that in a patronizing way, Jeanette. I really don't mean that in a patronizing mm-hmm. way. What I really mean is, because I feel like you're carrying this, oh my gosh, my problem is so big around mm-hmm. with you that it seems insurmountable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas if you really went, okay, this is part of my human experience. How am I going to deal with it? Because the way you're experiencing it is it's this terrible thing. I've tried everything. I know I should be different and I'm not. You're approaching yourself with so much judgment that it makes it impossible to change. Yeah. If you accepted yourself with more acceptance and more, oh, this is my soul curriculum on some level, I've been giving the journey of body image eating disorders to learn and grow. How am I going to approach it? How am I going to use this to grow me Mm -hmm. and to evolve me? You know, we're all here to get back to the place we started. We're all here to get back to that love, that innocence, that self-acceptance, that connection that we were born with. And this is just your road. So could we begin, could we begin our work together today by you taking a deep breath that I can hear? And just saying in your own words, I accept this as my soul curriculum. I accept this as my journey. I'm going to stop fighting against it. So just say that in your own words. I accept where I am in my life as just being part of a journey, part of a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, something I can maybe help others with in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many times our dharma, you know, what we're here to do in the world comes from our karma, the lessons that we're here to learn. So how does it feel to say that, to start to move into acceptance? How does that feel? I mean, again, this is like, it feels good and it's something that I've tried in the past, but it's, I think one of the things that really holds me back is whenever I'm like around like family or old friends and stuff, I kind of feel like they identify kind of me with sickness. And I feel like that kind of keeps me where I am because it's kind of the identity that's like projected on me and 
Yes. I don't know. Okay, let's talk about that. First, first I just want to just catch the try word, <laughs> you know, because you said I've tried this in the past. We either do mm-hmm. or we don't. I either okay. pick up my cup of coffee or I don't. I can't try. So I want you to, in a loving way, but in a strong way with yourself, notice where you aren't fully, like fully choosing something. Because okay. trying is like, oh, I'll think about it and I'll have the awareness, but I'm not going to do what it takes to fully accept it. And we'll we'll come back to this. We'll come back towards the end of the call about how you can move more fully into acceptance. But what you brought up is really important because part of the tricky thing about healing, whether it's body image, eating disorders, or even you know people that don't know what they want to do with their career, have relationship problems or whatever it is, they become identified with it. And people in their life often feel sympathy for them or see them that way. So this is a very good point you brought up. And we teach people how to treat us. So how much do you think you're contributing to them continuing to see you that way? Probably 50%. Okay. Um, Great honesty. And how do you, how do you do that 50%? I think by just, allowing it to affect me and allowing them to see that yeah Mm -hmm. so how do you do that like give me a picture of what that looks like um I don't know because it's like I feel like when I'm not around my family I'm able to kind of be more myself and be happier but when I'm around them I feel like it's feeling like I have to live up to what they expect and you know they all kind of especially since I've gone to school for nutrition and stuff they are you know everybody kind of thinks oh she's like you know obsessed with health and nutrition and you know it's just I don't know I feel like I'm very much put in a box and doing anything differently is kind of I don't know it's not necessarily like a bad thing that I would do that but it would be like I don't know. Maybe I'm just like afraid of like not having their acceptance or whatever it is. I don't know. Right. So sometimes we continue to have health problems or eating disorders or whatever it may be because that's how we get love and attention. So when you've worked with healing this and you said you started, was it anorexia? Is that what you have been dealing with? Yeah. Okay. When that started at around age 14, do you have any sense of why that began? Um, I mean, if I think, honestly, it was kind of influenced from my older sister. And she, yeah, she always struggled with body image stuff and she was like never anorexic, but she was both her and my mom were very, very focused on body image and, I don't know, put a lot of judgment on how they looked and mm-hmm. especially when it came to weight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how much did you love and want 
to be with attention from your mom and your sister? Well, especially my sister a lot. Okay. She's she's kind of like my role model and who I always looked up to. Okay. So when we're young, especially at 14, what's the, when we look up to people and we want to be like them, what do we do? Mimic what they do. Exactly. Exactly. So a big part of this, um, and you, you, you maybe have took it a step further because you wanted it so bad, is you wanted to be like your sister, you wanted to be loved by her, you wanted to be seen by her, you wanted to fit in with your mom. A lot of this was learned. And so a big reason that it's hard to let it go or hard to shift it is because you have it paired up to fitting in with your family, getting love, getting attention. And you kind of took it a step further in getting sick because then that brought the attention back to you, mm-hmm. which is okay. And the message really in it is how much you're truly longing to be seen and loved and accepted and be like your sister or like your mother or fit in with them. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay. So in that way, this has really served you and it continues to serve you because it continues to kind of play out the patterning that's in place with them. So. The question I have for you is, are you willing to get acceptance and connection another way? Yeah. Okay. Can you think of any other ways that you could do that? I think just being like authentically myself around them. And not feeling like I kind of have to hold back, like who I actually am, because I I do tend to kind of I don't know suppress a lot of just who I am when I'm around them because I don't really know how like they would respond, you know. Right. And if you were fully authentically expressed around them, or we could say just a little more than you are right now, because we can do it a step at a time. What would that look like? How would you be acting? What would you be saying? How would you be interacting? What would it look like? I think just being more carefree, talking about things I'm interested in without kind of feeling like I'll be put down. Um, okay, so let's let's pause for a second. So, because okay. I want to keep you in the positive. So let's deal with, so you feel if you f- are carefree, you will be put down. So what's an example of something they may say to you? Um, I don't know, just thinking, okay, that's, I don't know, not like validating my thoughts. So I don't know, I'm very into personal development and things and especially listening to you and like talking about energy and things like that, just kind of having people be like, okay, that's, you know, that's, that's woo-woo or like, you know, you're like whatever it is that you're kind of like crazy talking about that or 
Okay. So um, let's, let's practice okay. this. So okay. here's the thing. When people are judgmental or mean in any way, it's just their own inner critic and their own inner judgment leaking on somebody else, right? So if your mother and sister deal with body image stuff, they probably are very hard on themselves. I'd be willing to bet money on the fact that their internal critics are really, really loud and they don't have a lot of self-love and self-acceptance. So when we don't have that, we become very judgmental of ourselves and then it just leaks on everybody else because we don't have a way to process it. So the big thing for you, sweetheart, is to – and this is where your growth edge is. You know, you've been trying to fix everything with eating and body, but this is is bigger than that. So we're going to go a different direction. This is really about self-acceptance and feeding your soul, literally feeding your soul. And so when you feel self-expressed and you don't get the love and attention and acceptance, you feel starved, literally, and you punish yourself with starving yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in this example, I'm going to give you some things to say so you can start to practice because at some point you've got to choose whether you're going to continue to play out the pattern or be willing to have some things said that may be a little tough to hear, but not take them personally. Because what they're saying is what they're saying. They're entitled to say whatever they want. You're just taking it personally. So a response could be, and and you don't want to have a charge on this, you want to say it with as much love as you can, is something like, you're entitled to your opinion. I hear you. This is important to me. I'd appreciate it if you didn't judge it. Okay. And that's it. But a big part of healing all this for you, Jeanette, is finding your voice. At a very young age, you sort of separated from being who you are and tried to be your sister. Mm -hmm. But what's really amazing is that you've got this desire for personal growth. You've got this interest in health coaching. You're still in there. You know who you are. You know who you are. It's time to be her. Yeah. Yeah. So what comes up for you when I say that? (laughs) It's something that I just, I want to go, I want to lead into myself and you know I think when you said find your voice is something that really kind of I don't know I really kind of respond to that because that is something that I just feel I feel like so much of the time like there is kind of that feeling and it is in kind of my stomach where I want to say something, but I just kind of hold it in and just mean like having the courage to kind of speak my truth, you know. Yeah, I do know. And it's, it's huge. And with the emotion coming up, you can see how important this is to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to stop starving yourself from who you truly are and speak your truth. And here's the thing, sweetheart. Not everybody has the same truth. 
And one of the hardest things is to realize that we love our family. We love the family we were born into, but we may not share the same vision and values with them. We may not be headed in the same direction. That doesn't mean they're going to be out of our life, but they may not be the people that feed our soul. And so part of our path sometimes is finding our soul family and finding those people that can hear us and see us. But the first person is ourselves. The first person that has to be willing to hear us is ourselves. And I know it's scary. I know it's scary to start speaking your truth. But if you wait till you're not scared, this is going to go on and on and on and on. Yeah, definitely. So if I was here with your mother and sister and I said to them, you know, Jeanette just really needs to hear a few things from you to know she's loved, to know she's accepted. What would those few things or one thing be, Jeanette, that you most want to hear from them? I accept her just the way she is. I have no expectations for how she should be or how I want her to be, what her life should look like. Despite all the faults she's had in the past, Loving her unconditionally. Okay. That's beautiful. And what I really want you to hear is deep down, I know they feel that. But we can't show up for people in a way that we don't even show up for ourselves in. It's really (laughs) hard. It's really hard for someone to accept someone, to love someone unconditionally, to have no expectations when they have so much on themselves. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like your mom and sister are on the kind of self-love, self-acceptance, awakening journey that you're on. And that's their choice. And sweetheart, you've got to respect that. Give them the dignity of their path and their process and stop making them your God. So every day, every day, I want you to get up and look in the mirror and look in your own eyes and say, I accept myself. I have no expectations, only intentions, and I love myself unconditionally. Yeah. Yes. Stop waiting for them to give you what you are 100% capable of giving yourself. You have the awareness, you have the yearning, and it's who you are at your core. It's who we all are. So it's getting back to that place of love and of acceptance, but please stop making it conditional on how they react to you. Yeah. I love So what did you learn? I know the first place to start is just truly unconditionally loving myself and not putting conditions on where I am dependent on other people. 
And will you do the morning mirror assignment? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to give you one more. You're going to write a letter to both your mom and your sister separately. You're never going to mail this letter. You're never going to show it to them. But I just want you to write a letter of first, like get your emotions out, like why you might be mad at them and why you might be sad. You know, I'm mad at you because I'm sad because. And then write what you wish. I wish you would have, you know, like everything that you kind of want from them that you're not getting. And then the next part is what you learned from them. Like really what you're mm-hmm. learning and what the lessons are, what you forgive them for and what you forgive yourself for, and then what you're grateful for. Okay. And then finally, why you're choosing to stop making them your God. So again, what you're mad and sad about, what you wish, what you learned, what you forgive them for, what you forgive yourself for, what you're grateful for, and finally, why you're going to not make them your God anymore. You're not going to go to them for your approval and you're going to start making yourself your own source of unconditional love and acceptance. Okay. Okay. How do you feel? (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (sighs) And how do you feel right now? I feel good. Okay. I mean, I feel, I feel a little bit lighter, almost even. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the true weight you want to release. You've been trying yeah. to release the physical weight, but this is really the burden you want to be free of. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeanette, you are enough, and there's nothing wrong with you. Thank you so much, Christine. I don't know how you do it. You're just so good. My pleasure. I want to just pick up on something Jeanette said at the end. She said, you know, I don't know how you do it. And I appreciate that. And I also want to share with you how I do it. The thing is, I've just been so vigilant about this work of working from the inside out. And I've gotten to such a level of self-acceptance and love and compassion inside myself. And there's always room to grow. I'm still human and I have my own work to do. However, because there's been so much inner work and so many issues that I've cleared out, there's an empty space so that I can really listen and be present with people. And that's the ultimate gift. That's the ultimate way that we coach someone or serve someone or support someone or even parent someone is really just being present and really listening and asking them questions that help them get to their own answers. So much of this session with Jeanette was really acceptance of where she is and not making it seem too special because that makes it seem insurmountable. You know, in in the course that I was telling you about in the beginning of the show that you can join me in in October, one of the first things we're going to work on is acceptance. You know, you're going to identify an issue you really want to get over. That's part of the course. And since acceptance is the first law of spirit, that's where we're going to start. And I'm really going to support you and teach you how to actually move into acceptance, not just think it, but move into it because then there's less resistance and then you can do the work. So remember, if you want to get that early notification and join me in this group coaching course, it's christinehassler.com slash VIP list. So make sure you go there and get your spot. 
So going back to acceptance, when our self-acceptance is low, we crave that acceptance from others. We saw this in Jeanette. She was craving so much acceptance from her family and she was bonding to her family and keeping an identity that she didn't want. You know, she said, this identity is projected onto me, this identity of struggling, this identity of having this eating disorder. But here's the thing. We teach people how to treat us. If we continue to show up as a victim or play into the story or play into the issue or the pattern, they will continue to see us and treat us according to that. We live up to what they expect. They put us in a box. Yes, we cannot expect others to take us out of the box. We have to pull ourselves out of the box. In my work with Jeanette, I asked her a lot of questions to see if I could get to the core of what triggered the eating disorder. You know, how did it begin? And I wanted to rule out any traumatic event. So that's why I asked her the questions about what happened to around the age of 14, What we got to is she just looked up to her sister and her mom in a lot of ways, but mainly her sister, and she just mimicked her. She thought that she could get the love and attention from her sister and her mom if she was like them, and even if she could take it to a level that was beyond what her sister was taking it to. It was hard for her to shift it because she had it paired up with fitting into her family. You know, think about that for a moment. If there's something you're doing or a way you're being or an issue that you have and it gets you love, it gets you acceptance, it helps you fit into your family, it's how you connect to them, of course some part of you is going to have a hard time letting it go because your psyche is going to go, wait a second, if I let go of this, do I still fit in? Am I still loved? Am I out of the tribe? That's why it's so important that we accept our issue, accept our biological family, and also create our soul family so that we can have people see us not as our issues. What Jeanette really wanted, what she said is she wanted to be authentically herself. She wanted to be seen. And notice that I asked her, what does that look like? So important to ask people when they say what they want, what it actually looks like so they can articulate it and paint a picture of what being authentically herself looks like. And then she has to give up any attachment to her family accepting that and go find people that really see her, really see her. And then there's the choice point. Do we want to continue to play the pattern out and take things personally, or will we let people authentically be them as well? Sometimes there's that fear if we're authentically ourselves, people may judge us. They may make fun of us. They may laugh. They may say something that could sting. Well, remember, people treat us the way they treat themselves. So if someone isn't in a loving and accepting and open-minded relationship with themselves, don't expect them to be that way with you. That's like going to a Chinese restaurant when you want nachos. So be you, step out of your box, and like I said, be willing to let people be authentically them. And don't take things personally. Finally, like I said to Jeanette, not everyone is headed in the same direction. Not everyone is on the personal growth journey that you're on. And the things we want to hear said from other people, we can always say to ourselves, give the people you love the dignity of their own process. And please stop making them your God. Get people off a pedestal and move into that level of acceptance and love for yourself, and in your relationship with your higher power. So some takeaways for you. The mirror exercise that I offer to Jeanette 
looking in your own eyes. This is a tip I give a lot because it's so powerful and saying the things to yourself that you really want to hear from others that you long for. That's how you start to receive that. I know it can feel a little awkward, but it's so important. And after a while you'll get used to it and it'll feel really, really good. I also gave her the letter writing exercise, writing that letter that she's not going to mail to her mom and her sister, getting those feelings out and moving into the forgiveness and getting to the gratitude and completion, not completion of the relationship, but completion with the pattern and the unresolved issues. So those stem sentences I gave her were, I'm mad because I'm sad because I wish I learned I forgive you for I forgive myself for, thank you, and then why I'm letting you go or why I'm letting this pattern go or however you want to phrase that. If it's a breakup, you could say why I'm saying goodbye. Next, look at how often you're saying I'm trying things. I've tried that. I've tried that. I've tried that. Okay. You either do or you don't. (laughs) So if you're saying you tried something and it didn't work, then you really haven't done it yet. So just be mindful of your language around trying. And my last tip, and this is one of my favorites and one I give a lot, is to make a voice memo of what you really want to embody. Paint a picture. Like for Jeanette, it would be, what does it look like to be authentically self-expressed? What does it look like? What are you experiencing? What does it feel like? And embody that by listening to it every day in your own voice. Super, super powerful exercise. Remember, in order for integration and change to happen, you have to move awareness into action. We can't just kind of know what our issues are. We have to take those steps to really work on changing them. So I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. You are a gift to me. Being able to connect with you like this every week just fills my heart with so much joy. So thank you for being part of my birthday. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 